Join us on a journey from Vorarlberg to Burgenland during the Botstieber Institute for Austrian American Studies three-part special, Christmas in Vienna. In this series, individuals from across Austria will share with us their most cherished holiday traditions. At the center of this winter saga is St. Nicholas, a beloved figure embodying generosity and kindness. This is how the festival of San Nicholas, from whose name our Santa Claus is derived, is celebrated in the village of Lienz, Austria. Celebrated on December 6th, St. Nicholas Day marks the exchange of gifts and treats, bringing joy to households across Austria. Yet, this festive cheer is balanced by the looming presence of Krampus, a horned creature whose task is to remind the naughty children that consequences await. With roots in Alpine folklore, Krampus Night on December 5th sees costumed performers bringing both fright and merriment to the streets. Please enjoy part one of the series as our 10 guests discuss their experiences with St. Nicholas, his notorious companion Krampus, and the demonic Pershtun that roam the streets searching for misbehaving children. Oh, that was a big highlight, but it was also extremely scary because as you know, in the Alps, uh, in many Alpine countries, St. Nicholas comes with uh, gifts, but he also comes with a very devilish companion, which is the Krampus. And the Krampus is a nightmarish figure. And it was so for us as children. The Krampus would, would not just scare us because he looked so horrible, like, uh, like a devil. In those days, the Krampus would sometimes also beat us with his chains or with his stick. So we were scared, scared crazy as children when, when St. Nicholas and Krampus uh, was roaming the streets. It, it was, a, I think for many children, a little bit of a traumatic, don't want to overstate it, but a little bit of a traumatic experience to have St. Nicholas and Krampus uh, visiting. Some, some grown-ups would say, yeah, if, if you don't behave, you know, they're gonna, the Krampus takes you uh, with you, uh, kidnaps you basically. The, the, the only thing between him, the, the Krampus, doing that, and you, it's us, yeah? So you better behave. And that was that was very scary, you know, to know the Krampus is outside of the door and you hear him. Just the idea that somebody would open this door and let him in, it was just uh, very scary. So on St. Nick's Day, usually my family, and keep in mind, I'm from rural Austria, so this reflects probably the traditions of rural Austria, very Catholic Austria. On St. Nick's Day, usually you waited until the evening, until the two of them would come around. St. Nicholas uh, with uh, the bad guy, Krampus it was called, St. Nicholas and Krampus. It might already be snowy. So there might be snow outside. So uh, you were sort of very expectant all day long that uh, this spectacle would unfold. Parents would welcome St. Nicholas and the Krampus into the house. You know, Nicholas was dressed like St. Nicholas in red with that hat on and uh, Krampus was dressed in black uh, with, with a chain. Nicholas brought gifts to the kids, which would be uh, nuts uh, and so forth and maybe oranges and Krampus would rattle a chain. And the parents sort of wrote up uh, who had done bad things. You know, we were eight kids uh, and Krampus particularly threatened those kids. So it was sort of the good and the bad at the same time, but uh, certainly Krampus was supposed to uh, instill fear in you. And, and he did. They were naughty little things, nothing really serious. 
that I can remember, but naughty things were already enough to get Krampus out. The feelings were sort of of both kinds. On the one hand, you were looking forward to St. Nicholas giving out little gifts, you know, the oranges, the nuts, the Lebkuchen that you would get that day. And on the other hand, you were afraid that Krampus, you know, he had a sack and the threat was he would stuff, uh, stuff you into the sack and take you out, which of course didn't happen. But I know that my uncle explained it in a way that I was scared, really, because he exaggerated it, of course. He said that they are going to hit me so hard that my uh, whole back is going to be yellow, if I'm lucky, but maybe black. <laughs> so, and I was like, wow. And I said, it's so not fair. Why do girls need to suffer? But of course, I'm like, yeah, but it's going to be good for you. And I still don't understand why is, is this going to be good for us. I was very good at hiding. <laughs> so whenever they were running toward us, I was just somewhere hiding behind the walls or some, you know, some corners or something. Yeah, I mean, when we were like really little, the joke would be if you are a bad child until December 5, you get a gift from Krampus. And then if you're a good child for the next 24 hours, you also get a gift from Santa, uh, from Nicholas. But that's what we told each other. I definitely did Nicholas until like a very long time. I would say like until I was like maybe in my early 20s. Well, or at least as long as I was living at home, I would say. So I would put like a boot, like a rain boot or something um, to the door. Then Nicholas would bring like oranges and like nuts. I was more the traditional family. Like I didn't get a gift on Nicholas, which I always quite loved. And I mean, that's like the, the American Santa Claus, I assume. Our Nicholas who comes on the on December 6th. So I still had like a Krampus and a Nicholas come to like kindergarten and come to elementary school. And now it's like this huge political deal about it. But when I was young, they still came to my school. I think probably most children in Austria have some sort of memory of Krampus. Um, and it's still now, it still gets me when around the 5th of December, I hear the cowbells cow for whatever reason. It really startles me in the look around. But in my hometown, there is a big, um, what they call, Perchtenlauf. So they have all the traditional Krampus or Perchten figures. Um, and it would be like quite a big event um, in, the, in the central square with a parade. And then afterwards, the Krampus or the Perchten would run around wild. I, I don't remember it to be very violent, but it was just scary sort of from, from afar. There's a difference between the Krampus and the Perchten, and the Perchten um, are actually in a way positive figures, even though they're scary, but they help to drive out the winter and to drive out the bad spirits. So I quite like to think of them as a kind of a protective tradition. In, in my house, when I was a child, at least the Krampus always had to stay outdoors. Only the Nicholas was allowed to come into the house um, and the Krampus would just make a lot of noise and, and yeah, scare the children. It is obviously like a contemporary folklore tradition, but I think that the Perchten um, go further back um, and have sort of like some, some pagan origin. We see Sir Nicholas in mitre and robes attended by a number of devils in masks made at home, calling at a cottage. Adding yet another layer to this intricate tradition are the Perchten, mystical beings who roam the winter landscapes in a spectacular display of masks and costumes. These creatures, associated with the winter solstice, symbolize the eternal struggle between light 
and darkness. Together, St. Nicholas, Krampus, and the Pashtun create a unique and enchanting experience during the Austrian winter, fusing centuries-old customs with a touch of magic. So Nikolaus Tag takes place very early um, in December. It's uh, December 5th. We do celebrate it. We always have celebrated it in our village and family. That is when the young people gather together and dress like St. Nicholas and who is accompanied by his campuses. So, and that's when St. Nicholas goes from house to house with his pole, with his big golden book where each page highlights the last year and what children did and failed to do. That was another beautiful tradition that, yes, we celebrated, yes, cherished and loved a lot, frightened us because of Krampus, of course, and I still bring um, little uh, Nikolaus bags to friends and family. When I was a child, up until probably 10, I don't know, we would celebrate it every year. And there was always someone dressing up as St. Nikolaus. And we would get walnuts, some chocolate, clementines or satsumas. And we would tell little poems. And then we were allowed, because he came with this very big stick and we were allowed to hold it. So it was really a kind of an inauguration for Christmas. Well, it starts with the advent calendars, but then this is the first big celebration that we always had as children. Well, I think as a kid, um, what's standing out most is the whole Christmas season starts, of course, with the Advent season. So we always had an Advent wreath at home where we would do um, the candle lighting. And then, of course, 6th of December with the uh, Nicholas um, is a big event where, you know, on the 5th, the Krampus, the evil Krampus comes on the 6th. It's the Nicholas. So if you behaved well, uh, you clean your shoes the night before, then you put them out and then you wake up and you get a little gift and some nuts. And so that was always a very exciting time. I think all Austrian kids, basically, they have an advent uh, calendar where every day uh, you open a little something. My mom always made that herself. On the 5th of December, it's actually Campus Day, and on the 6th, it's Nikolaus Day. But we kind of celebrate evening of the 5th, at least my family did. When I think about, I, I think about two things when I think about Nikolaus. Nikolaus is actually very positive, and I, 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 I love um, getting like the little Christmas sock. We have like this, mm -hmm. this, this toad Christmas sock with a sticker of, of Santa Claus or like Nikolaus on, on it. But I guess my favorite memory is when we were really little because my parents really made one of their best friends dress up as uh, Nikolaus. He would come and <laughs> knock on the door and ask us if we were good girls. And he would ask us a lot of questions, how our year was and what we did, and then read a story and, and hand out like one of those little uh, stockings, I guess you say. Stockings with filled with nuts and mandarins and a little bit of chocolate. But back in the days, it was at least in my family not not all about sweets. It was more more about the nuts and, and mandarins and gingerbread. That was probably uh, this this particular friend who was my Nikolaus was already. I chose him to be like the the, the speaker at my wedding. Who did like I did the free 
ceremony and he was like the master of ceremony so to speak so it's it's actually really sweet that he already was my nikolaus and then the other thing about campus yeah that is not necessarily my favorite thing because in innsbruck we had the campus lauf in the city but they are scary like they are really they dress up um and most of the time they drink mule wine at the christmas markets and and it's like big guys dressed up as those monsters and drunk. then drunk and then with their chains and, and stuff and sometimes it gets really scary so I, I i try to avoid being in the city center around 5 p.m on the 5th because that's when this happened and i didn't i i don't like it but i know like i, I guess i know that for it's a it's a it's a big tradition and i think it's good to be keep this tradition yeah i think there should be some rules about the alcohol <laughs> maybe yes i love nicolas and i also don't really like campus um there is one memory in my head that where my parents also made friends of them dress up as nicolas and but also as campus i had friends invited and we were so scared of campus that <laughs> my parents had to lock him out on the terrace because we were so scared to go next to nicolas and grab our candy because campus was sitting next to nicolo and they never did that again <laughs> because we were so scared of the the mask and the chain and, and also the friend who was dressed up as campus um he felt so sorry <laughs> And yeah, he unmasked and came in and apologized to us children. This belief in smoking, like the smoking ritual, to repel the wild hunt is also reflected in the so-called Perchten. Um, it's a traditional alpine custom where individuals dressed as mythical creatures running through the streets. They are large, frightening figures wearing crazy crafted wooden masks with scary horns, making noises with big chains and kettlebells. I'm not talking about Krampus himself. They can look alike and both are definitely uh, on the spooky side. So you might think that Krampus and Berchten have the same purpose of just frightening people and kids, but that is not the case. Raunechte, smoking nights, rough nights. The veil between the spirit realm and the physical world is lifted and the wild hunt is active and ready to cross into our reality. That sounds spooky. That's, that's the belief. So Perchten represent these spirits of malevolent forces. This tradition reflects the age-old struggle between light and darkness, between good and evil. So while, while demons and ghosts are out there during those nights, these figures roam the um, Alpine villages as well, because mystical figures can, can be called forth by humans as well. And Perchten are said to drive away evil spirits. So working with smoke, weeping and snapping away the evil, that's what the Perchtenlauf or Krampuslauf as some call it, um, tries to do. And, and yeah, some Americans or even Austrians might have heard about St. Nicholas and Krampus, but that's a whole different story. So those spectacular winter shows that, that you have seen or maybe will see between December and January, They symbolize the fight between the good and the bad, between the old year and the new year. 
that's a tradition that is very well known, but sometimes can be mixed up between with, with Krampus, with the Krampus story. So in my area, I grew up then right in the suburbs of Vienna. There were a lot of the Perten, which are these folklore, mystic, mean, scary looking. They have like masks and horns and everything. And so there would always be the Perchtenlauf, which then they run around and they have chains. And, you know, you're like really scared that they hit you. You know, as a kid, you're actually really scared. But I think it's, you know, to get rid of the evil. And it's, it's just a, a fun evening, actually. If, if you know that they don't really hit you, of course. The mother brings her children forth. They piously make the sign of the cross. And she's able to give them name as good children. Each receives a present, apples or nuts or something or Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to the 10 individuals who shared their stories and made this special possible. We hope the tales of St. Nicholas, Krampus, and the Pershton did not seem too scary, and instead inspire you to connect more deeply with your own wintertime traditions this year. Stay tuned for Christmas in Vienna, Part 2, coming soon. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel to make sure you receive notifications for future videos and podcast episodes. Frohe Weihnachten, Merry Christmas, and goodbye for now.